pod is definitely engaging. Is it like better than like Dunkirk? Yeah, I liked it better than Dunkirk. Okay. Adjust the levels. Yep. No. Testing, testing. There you go. Yeah, nineteen seventeen. Good movie. Not getting a lot of Wi Fi if I'm being honest down here no. or service. So <laughs> not gonna really be able to tell you who directed nineteen seventeen. <laughs> Uh, I got one bar of 4G. Oh, Safari could not open the page because yeah. the server stopped responding. <laughs> I do this every week at church, testing mic, so I'm pretty used to just talking nonsense. I love this so, so much. This is this is pretty easy for I me, to, to be take, honest. I need to take notes. I'm so awkward with it. I'm like, oh, check one, two, three. You, you just, I just literally just start looking around the room. I'm like, oh, Concordia jerseys. That is interesting. You see number one. I bet behind that will be number two. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of pads. Oh, Baze is walking in. Are we going to keep this in? Yeah, we'll, we'll oh. top it. Yeah, we, we oh, always yeah. do a fade in. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the mumbo oh, wow. jumbo. actually picks up pretty well. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not bad. Where should I put my phone? I feel far away from the mic. Yeah, pull it up. Here, I'll scoot closer to you. Jesse, did you just ask where should I put my feet? I'm so nervous. That You're nervous? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you turn off sound as like a hair? I feel loud. Hold on. Hi, hi, hi. Can you hear me? Come up closer to the mic. Ah. <laughs> closer. <laughs> there you go. You're not closer to it. Same one. This is every bit the can disaster I was expecting. <laughs> can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Can you hear yourself? I can hear myself now. You can hear yourself. Okay. I, now cool. I can hear myself. Perfect. Guys. This, this is going to be a nightmare to produce. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ken. All good. This is going to be fun. Guys, welcome to... This episode of The Cook and the Coach. I'm Beza. I'm the coach. I'm Kenny. I'm the cook. Welcome to another episode. Um, last episode, guys, we started uh, adding more structure to the podcast. We started adding a segment where Kenny talks about something related to cooking, and I will talk about something related to coaching. But uh, fuck all that. We are here <laughs> with our, and I'll explain why in a second. We're here with our first ever guests on the podcast. This is historic for the podcast. This is a big deal. It's a big, big deal. I hope they feel honored because this is historians a big honor. will write about this moment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're already penning it right now. A couple big we are, hits. <laughs> <laughs> we are here with Nathan Miskey, Jesse Lindahl, two good friends of us, two good friends of the show. Um, this is actually very fitting that they're our first guests because Miskey. Uh, lived with me and Ken uh, mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. a year and a half ago, and I want to start a podcast with Miski. But before we could get that rolling, he decided to move out last second without any heads up. It's well, true. L- let me explain. Let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. This is our show. You're not explaining. Show. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we control the narrative, bro. I found that you're moving out via Instagram, right? You know how much that hurt me. We're hashing out right now. Wait, what? Podcast. I'm not. I'm not even on Instagram. <laughs> how did you find out on Instagram? Kenny posted it. I posted it. Yeah, that's how I, I found out. I didn't post anything. You said, "Oh, we're looking for a new roommate." I was like, "Wait, someone's moving." Oh, yeah. Posted this. <laughs> I do remember that actually. Okay, but um, all jokes aside, um, so we're gonna talk about a few topics today with uh, Nathan and Jesse. Um. Topics that we have very strong feelings about, so we're not going to do the regular intro because we need to we need to dive right into it. For sure, this will probably be a two part episode. Yeah, likely. for sure. So, uh, do we? What, do you want to start with 1917 or Uncut Gems? What do you want to start off with? I want to start with explaining. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> why I moved out. <laughs> Actually, yeah, give yourselves a little intro. Talk about yourselves. What let the, the people know what you're about. 
Yeah, so I I was in school uh, at Bethel with Beza and uh, to, to study ministry and everything, and I got a job uh, at the church I actually grew up in uh, as the youth director, and I'm starting to be the pastor right now. In fact, I'm uh, up here right now, back in the city, taking a class all about biblical prophets. Uh, that's going to come into play later, uh, so just just keep that one in, in, in the old dome there. Uh, but... Why I moved out is because I got a job at a church, and we work at a, at a church. You're basically clergy, right? So I wanted to be a part of this podcast, The Cook, The Coach, and The Clergy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Jesse's doing here, but yeah. you need a C word. Um, I got one in mind. What yeah. is it? <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> we can use that one. <laughs> uh, damn Okay, wait. So, okay, so you're currently, um, what, are you, what is actually are you studying for your degree right now in, in uh, grad school? What's like the actual, like... Yeah, so the degree uh, program I'm in is the Master's of Divinity, which is the pastor degree. So I'll okay. be a pastor once I'm through it all. All right, right on. So you, so to clarify, so you were actually, you were going to Bethel for, uh, for seminary, but then you transferred to Luther... That is correct. And you basically had to start all over, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but where were you on the night of the night? <laughs> I don't remember. It wasn't me. I was studying the prophets. <laughs> so, yeah, I want to start a podcast with Miski. He lives a whole state away. But we at least get to have him uh, as a guest today, which is super exciting. For and sure. we also have a good friend of mine who I've known since I was little, little kid, Jesse yeah. Lindahl, in yeah. studio with us. Probably like third grade or maybe second grade when I got well back. yeah exactly <laughs> this is this is okay I need to explain this this is a big this is just all the dirty laundry. no no no. I have to explain this this is a big this are is, we airing our grievances right now no no, no. This, this isn't a grievance this no. is just a fact I this got held ex- back in second grade and that's when I met Beza mm-hmm. maybe that's when I met you it could have been third or fourth grade I don't the know reason, when we first class th- okay so to clarify so me Ken Jess we have this friend group we've had since we were like in elementary school, right? Yeah, I joined the, the group in eighth grade. I came a little bit late, but right. since then, yeah, inseparable. The reason why Jesse is a part of a friend group, the only reason why is because he got held back a year from third grade to second grade. So yeah, I got put in class with us. So Jesse's actually the the ancient uh, member of our friend group. Mm, he's, he's always the, he's a year and a half older. Always been a year older, had my mm. license first, everything. He's the oracle in a lot yeah. of ways. He really is. The first to start losing his hair when yeah. he was 13. Very true. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally bald. And when I'm, did he start balding? It was high school, oh, it wasn't was it? Like, no, it was definitely like eighth grade. I started noticing eighth it. Eighth grade? Yeah. yeah. Really? That oh. early? Yeah. It, I, I had a receding hairline in like eighth grade, but yeah, like. Okay, actually, now I think about it, you, yeah. College, it's, yeah. It's oh, college, uh, college by then, it was game over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not fair. And I've known Beza since early elementary, Kenny since eighth grade when he came to school with us, and then I, I lived with Beza for, um, well, Beza and Miski uh, when we were students at Bethel for a while, so that's how I kind of grew closer to all you guys and got to know Miski mainly. Right, so I met Miski freshman year of college. We were... Across the hall from each other and Nelson and two represent and two and two <laughs> and then uh, then um, sophomore year we ended up living in the same uh, apartment suite at Bethel and then Jess transferred to Bethel that year and became drop roommates with me Peter Parker Peter Parker that's right we used you so when we were because remember you were like going back and forth like oh I don't know if I'm transferring or not yeah so then. I had to tell the admissions counselor or the counselor or whatever, like, hey, like, I got a friend who's 
on the fence about oh, transferring to, to like reserve a spot for me in the right. Room. Gotcha. So I had I had Spider Man be your uh, <laughs> that was your, my alias. Yeah, that was your alias. <laughs> you were literally Peter Parker, according wow. to Bethel. She picked that. Wow. That wasn't me. She picked that. <laughs> I'm surprised they even let you do that. Just reserve a spot for someone who hadn't even officially transferred yet. Yeah, basically gets what he wants. I guess. Yeah, I always do. <laughs> no, I, I do. Yeah, man. I do remember after I lived with you guys for like a month or two, and you realized I wasn't like some weirdo who was gonna kill you guys in your sleep or anything. You were all like telling me like, yeah, we had no clue we were getting. Baze just said he had a friend that could have anything. <laughs> we were all really nervous. That could mean anything. As <laughs> <laughs> we learned. <laughs> that could be anyone from Gus. <laughs> Dude, shout to out Jesse. Ah. Shout out Gus. Shout out to Gus. Shout out to Gus. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Should we get into it? Let's start talking on Cut Gems. Great movie. Great. Can we, can we talk about like the pre-experience of Uncut Gems for a second. We, we gotta sure. get it yeah. what, Let's what? talk about it. Wait, are we... Are we? No. We, why not? No, 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 no. No, no, so I'm not gonna get too much into it, but I just wanna say, like, we get we get into the theater, Beza goes off to get his popcorn, because this is Beza at a movie. He's got very, very specific things he needs. Uh, but <laughs> Jess, Kenny, and I are having the time of our lives. It's kind of a you-had-to-be-there thing, but yeah. we were just having the time of our lives. And at my expense. Well, okay, actually, not on that. Not at, not at your expense Behind at your back. Behind your <laughs> <Yeah>. back. <laughs> not at your expense. Yeah. But uh, we're, we're having so much fun. Kenny, Kenny leans over, and he's like, you know, however good or bad this movie was, I think this night was a success. <laughs> and I said, apparently, the prophecy class was rubbing off on me very prophetically. <laughs> we might as well just leave. Because <laughs> yeah. there's no way this movie is better than this night was. Yeah. And boy... Not even I knew the extent of that statement. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. You're not wrong. So, Agreed. So we're talking about the movie Uncut Gems, the the A24 movie with Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler. Kevin Garnett, Idina Menzel. Uh, who else was in it? The Weeknd. Julia Fox. Julia Fox. Mm-hmm. Was that the main girl? Yeah, that was. Well, yeah. The yeah. non-Idina Menzel main girl. Okay. She played Julia. Her name's Julia. Played in Julia. the movie? So I watched, I watched an interview... Watch an interview with yes. Julia Fox. Uh, she's literally just that character. She, in real life, in real life, she is that character. Well, hasn't isn't this her first non-short film movie? Yeah. So yeah. the Safdie brothers who directed the film wrote the part for her because it's literally just her. What? Oh. I mean, everyone in the movie plays themselves except for Adam Sandler. The Kevin Garnett plays himself. The Weeknd plays himself. Everyone plays themselves. Kevin Garnett surprisingly doesn't play himself that well. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that's true. He was pretty chill. That is not Kevin Garnett is not that chill. You don't think so? He bangs his head against the backboards in warm up. That's okay. That's 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 in the I, game. I, that's the in the zone. Just, that's I different. Hope, that's different. You know, never. I will save it for spoilers. Okay, okay, guys, we're getting spoilers right now. If you if you haven't well, seen the movie, go away, leave, leave the podcast. Uh, let's get into it. Or just listen, cause don't see the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. Okay, true. So to clarify, Kenny, Jess, and Miski hate the movie. It's terrible. I loved it. So bad. I thought it was great. <laughs> I thought it was one of my, one of the best indie films I've ever seen. It was indie. Yeah. Oh. A twenty four is like an indie that company. A lot. Have y'all seen Good Time? No, I don't know what, what is that is. That? Okay, so it's a, it's the other movie the Safdie brothers have done. I think they've done one other one, but I don't remember. Uh, it's Robert Pattinson, so oh, Edward. I, I know what you're talking about. I haven't yeah. seen it. The whole time I was watching this movie, uh, Uncut Gems, and I was like, this is so much like Good Time. 
Apparently it was the same directors. So oh, wow. that makes a little more sense. What the did you like Good Time? Though? No, also did not like Good okay. Time. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just not a fan of their work I, in general. Because I don't understand. What what about a movie do you not like? Well, okay, what did you like about the movie? That's Everything. A question. Okay, you just what did you like what do you think the movie did well? Well first they opened a pot. Right in the motherland. I agree. I agree. Oh, that was yeah, great yeah. scene. That was the best part. That of the was, movie. Yeah, the first scene was the best scene of the movie. Because they opened up in Ethiopia. That's why it was the yeah. best scene in the movie. In like a mine in Ethiopia. Great scene. Mm-hmm. Super I mean they actually hired like Ethiopian actors for that, which made me kinda happy. I was easily the most excited at that part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I loved how they had like the the bosses there were like Chinese I know, people. Because yeah, the touch. Chinese are literally buying They're all of Ethiopia the right world. now. Yeah. They are. They're like buying all of Ethiopia. When you mm-hmm. go there, all you see are Chinese running everything. Yeah. So it was kinda sad, but it was kinda true that that's what was going on. Yeah. I also like how like a lot of the movie revolved around Ethiopia and like Ethiopian history. Mm-hmm. And they had the weekend was like the biggest Ethiopian study was, of all was time. There, was there a reason that Ethiopia was like so heavily featured in the movie other than like that's where well, the gems come well, from? Well the well, the gems were mined by Ethiopian Jews, right? Yep. Because Ethiopian Jews are like the only like Jewish people in Africa, basically, and they're yeah. the ones who mine these gems. And then Am Sandler, his, his character Howard, he's Jewish. His whole family's Jewish. It's okay. like a whole like connection thing. And the weekend being there, the weekend's Ethiopian. Know if there some, like if the directors were Ethiopian or something, they just seemed like yeah. I didn't know if the directors. Oh, were... if the Ethiopian directors were. If the rest were Ethiopian, I would have lost my mind. But yeah. no, 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 they weren't. They were some <laughs> okay. other boys. I was just wondering. Yeah, I will say the Jewish theme tying throughout that was a that was a good part of the movie. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. See, there were some highlights to the movie. I, I didn't. I don't. So like, I I don't hate the movie as like as despise it. There's like no chance this is ever like gonna be a good movie. I just think it was very close to being a good movie, but instead was not. So basically, let's let's walk through. So basically, Adam Sandler he plays a con man essentially, kind of a pawn shop type guy who constantly yeah, has different he, schemes he, going. He works in like the Diamond District in New York, selling um, jewelry and I don't know, just expensive pieces to yeah people. I don't know. Yeah. So for example, like the main, they get this big gem from Ethiopia, and then he trades it temporarily with Kevin Garnett for Kevin Garnett's uh, NBA championship ring. And then as Kevin Garnett has it, he goes and pawns that ring off to someone else so he can get some money and then so he can put that into some gambling situation. And then he's constantly behind yeah, everything. He's, he's basically pawning off like championship, KG's championship ring to bet on KG's games and get more money that way. But it kind of gets messy along the way. Yeah. He has two family. Well, he has he has a family, and then he also has Julia. What, what's her name? It's ju- it's just Julia in the movie. Julia, Julia. Fox is the actress. <clears throat> Julia yeah. Fox, and she also works for him selling jewelry. I'm gonna yes. call her Halsey though, because I just thought she was Halsey the whole time. Not <laughs> actually, but she looks a lot like Halsey. She was hot. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> she was Did she have a fake butt? No, kind of looked, like looked like it. Looked like I hope it wasn't. <laughs> She's like naked in a lot of the movie. She is naked. It just looked like something. Wait, was she naked? There. Well, almost not naked. naked, but like almost. When? When he's hiding in the closet? When she's masturbating, yeah. and he's in the closet. <laughs> I don't remember this part oh of the movie. Oh my goodness! Because you blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what scene was this? Remember, he he like. He just comes back to their apartment and is hiding in the closet. Oh. Yeah. He jumps out and scares Yeah, which is laundry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I totally forgot about that. I mean, to be fair, her butt's like half the size of Bezos still. That is so. true. It just yeah. doesn't register so large. No, she looked great. But yeah, that's kind of the main idea of the story. It's basically just following Adam Sandler as his life continues to fall apart yeah, more and as more. As he's scheming, trying to sell yeah. jewelry and bet on 
games and stuff. Yeah, and his big opportunity to try to turn everything around is this uncut gem that he gets from Ethiopia. And that's kind of his ticket. And he's going to bring it to an auction, and he's also trying to sell it to different people and have all these schemes. And his family's falling apart, all that jazz. So you, so yeah, you loved the movie. We it was did a great not. movie. I liked the first scene of it. And that was pretty much. And then there were there were some genuine laughs. I, Adam Sandler is intrinsically funny. I don't think his I don't like his movies, but he's clearly like a silly person. So I did have a few laughs from some of his lines. Movie movie was very legitimately funny at times. It was a serious in tone, but there was funny moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, I especially loved visually. There was funny moments. It was more than like mm. actual written jokes. It was just they panned over to someone and their facial reaction. <laughs> yeah. uh, for example, Arno when he was locked in the doors between between uh, the office, the oh, diamond yeah. office. That mm. was hysterical just to see his face. <laughs> yeah, that was good. And they're like, is that the part where they're all sweating and just they've been trapped in there for a while, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and was he was just so unamused. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I even thought um, Adam Sandler did a good job with that character. Like, it was kind of weird not seeing him it's, goofy. It's so much different than anything else he's ever done. Yeah. Like, yeah. like a totally different thing I thought it was fine. Him. I didn't think it was, like, any... I don't think he's going to win an Oscar for it, but I thought... Oscar-worthy. Okay. Oscar domination-worthy. Yeah. It reminded me of when uh, Steve Carell did Foxcatcher. That was kind of yeah. his first serious movie, and it was, like, you spend the first half of the movie just like, all right, this is a serious role. This is weird. Yeah. yeah. It's sure. hard to separate him from being a goofy guy in the rest of his movies. I think that's part of the reason that people have been raving about the movie so much is just because Adam Sandler's an icon. (laughs) Just because he's acting in it. He's super famous. Not a Netflix movie. It's not a Netflix (laughs) movie. It's not the most that wasn't piped by. Was he a cobbler? Actually, technically it is a Netflix movie. He was what? Technically it is a Netflix movie. It's gonna be a Netflix. Uncut Gems? Is? Yeah, technically. Okay, but it didn't mm-hmm. only come out on Netflix yeah, like his it, last couple of movies. Okay, but the Irishman is a Netflix movie, but it also came out in theaters. Like it's hmm. the same thing. Did, did Netflix produce yeah. this movie though? Yeah, with A24. Yeah. Oh, well, I did not know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Interesting. It's weird to say that that's an indie movie then, because Netflix is so enormous. And A24 is kind of a big studio too. Yeah. Well, I mean, now they are, but like they've only been big for like a couple of years now. They're, it definitely had an indie feel yeah. to it. Oh, yeah. yeah. All their movies kind of have that feel. I still understand. Okay, you guys clearly don't like it a lot. Mm-hmm. What did you not like about it? I don't understand. The whole movie felt like a panic attack. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people like about the movie. And yeah, the that's why. That's why I liked it. I did. I felt like rushed the whole time. But the movie, the whole, the the stressful and panicky parts are just people talking over each other and the cameras swinging all around and zooming in on people. And you, I like I. It was stressful, but you can't tell what's going on, and it's like, why? Are, what, what's even happening? What's the conflict here? Why? Why is everyone freaking out for no reason? Yeah, I mean, and him too. He's always having like multiple schemes going at once, and so he's literally taking different calls like in yeah. a row, like, "Oh, get your money! Oh, this diamond's coming!" Like this, 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 and then people are just yelling at him constantly. Yeah. It's, it was very stressful. I don't see the problem in that. So they did, I think, exactly what they wanted to do in the movie. Like, there was, it was always chaotic. There was always yelling. The camera work was often very chaotic to mirror yeah, that. Like, totally. I thought the cinematography was good in that sense. But as an audience member, I just wasn't that engaged with it because it was just so over the top that mm-hmm. I was more annoyed than, like, mm-hmm. into it. And on top of that... Adam Sandler's character wasn't really a protagonist in that I had no desire to see him succeed. No. The only really? re- the only reason I kind of liked him was because I liked his kids. Like that was <laughs> really? the only reason I was cheering for him. <laughs> you Other- liked his kids? They need a dad. Well, yeah. I mean, well, they were well, nice. Their what kid kids- was nice? They're kids, Beza. All their all his kids sucked. <laughs> I want kids to do well. And all like- his kids sucked. 
How did they suck? How did how did the little one suck? The one who had to poop. The fat one? <laughs> yeah, the one who had to poop. This little bitch. Wow. <laughs> he was. Oh my god. Was he not? I mean, I didn't like him. You could see him being an asshole like ten years later in life for sure. Well, he didn't. He didn't snitch on his dad. He didn't. Well, he also didn't really get a chance to. That, okay. <laughs> he might snitch later. He might have. Yeah, once no. his dad was dead, he probably brought it up. <laughs> yeah. No, let's, let's, let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. How the movie ended? Is that how it ended? I I, I thought it made sense because if he had let them out of that room and they would have all just been like, "Oh, it's okay now, yay!" Like we got our money. Like I was like, they for sure are gonna at least beat him up. Like how would they not still be mad at him? See, I was gullible. I was actually surprised when he got shot in the head. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be. I thought they were all gonna get out and they were all gonna be just buddy buddy again. And I was like, this is gonna be. He's so stupid. Why is it going to end like this? So I was actually kind of happy that he got shot in the face. And like, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew. So kind of throughout the movie, like it was chaos, chaos, chaos. Uh, and his life was in shambles throughout the chaos, right? Yeah. And yeah. then there's one conversation uh, that he has with his wife where everything slows down. Mm. Uh, when Adina Menzel is in her bar mitzvah dress. Mm. Uh, also, can I say, like, she actually didn't do a bad job with that role. She actually was... Pretty decent. No, the like, acting was yeah, great. She was by everyone. Indina Mazel, yeah. Mazel did a good job playing the wife. She did, yeah. yeah she did so, a great job. So Adam Sandler's character is having his one conversation with his wife where he actually slows down and he listens to her and they have a conversation. And because of that, he decides to leave his mistress. He decides to, to get his life together. And everything mm -hmm. starts going well for him, right? Like, the, like everything starts working again. Mm -hmm. And eventually he's going to get the deal done with the gem and everything's going to go great. And then the light bulb goes off in his head when he's in the office with KG. And, mm. and he sees, oh, I can make more money on this. I can score here. It's going to be a big plan. And in that moment, I knew there was no way we were getting a happy ending. Yeah, mm. I think you're right. That's the turning point. Interesting. When who he actually is is revealed. Yeah. Maybe it was a maybe it was an okay movie, but I had a terrible time watching it. it it's not a fun movie to watch. Just... I, I didn't like the cinematography. I thought it looked bad. It looked like it was like a grainy 480p movie. Like yeah, it was. It just looked bad. It, it was what based it. in 2000. What year like was 2010? it? 2012. 2012. Why was it so grainy? Yeah, like everyone it, was dressed movie, like it. It just looked bad. Everyone was dressed like a stressed like stressed out people in the 90s, but they were in 2010 yeah. or whatever. Like they year. all had old iPhones and yeah, I mean, it's 2012. They had. Uh, I think the iPhones were accurate. Well, yeah. But yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not saying they weren't accurate. It just, I just thought everything looked bad. I thought the I mean, This was back when KG bad. was playing. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And Weekend was like a rising star. You know, this was like a, this was a while ago, you know? Mm -hmm. Not a long time ago, but this was a little bit ago. Yeah. Did the Weekend's hair look like that in 2012? <laughs> that's a good Actually, question. Actually, that's exactly what it looked like. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's like, an accuracy. The Weekend. <laughs> and the, this is the, the main reason why I watched the movie because The Weekend. Because if you guys know, you guys know this podcast, I am a Weekend stand. He's my favorite musician. <gasps> I, I, if I, I don't cry much, but if I met him, I'd probably cry. He's like my favorite human ever. I went to go see this movie for him, even though he's only in the movie for a few minutes. Um, he, I mean, the weekend we knew in 2012, that's exactly who was on the screen. Like the hair, how he talked, like the way he was like talking to that girl, Julia in the bathroom. Like that's exactly who he was back then. Apparently Adam Sandler said that we can actually like bruise him a little bit in that fight scene. Really? Yeah. Which I found funny, but you know. Yeah, way too much fight. of Adam Sandler with his shirt off, by the way. A way lot too of much it. of that. That I will agree with. <laughs> He, apparently, I'm sorry, gained like 40 pounds for this role. It shows. Yeah, he did not look good. <laughs> he probably had yeah. fake teeth, too, throughout the movie. Hmm. Those front teeth were not his real teeth. Did you guys have a least favorite part of the movie? 
of the whole thing? Or something that made you like angry, anything <laughs> like that? Yeah, for me, like I, my favorite part of the movie was that opening gem scene. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, and then kind of one of my least favorite parts was then the opening credits scene where it was just like going through the gem and it took so long. It was like 10 minutes. It was like, I'm so bored by the end of this and it's just chaotic. And then eventually it moves to Adam Sandler having all these phone calls and you're trying to figure out what's going well, on. Well, first it goes to Adam Sandler's colon. Yes. Kind of oh yeah. Transition. I forgot about that. Most Adam Sandler thing of all time. That was that I, as like midway through, I'm like, Oh, this is a body part for sure. It's a body part. And then I it zooms it out. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking yeah. that, yeah, it starts from all these like shiny crystals and it's this weird zoom in portally thing. And then it zooms out again. And it's just the inside of, well, potentially Adam Sandler. I don't know if that was actually his colon or not. <laughs> but then my least favorite part of the movie was the absolute end when after he shot, they like start going back into like the crystal thing and like, yeah, they, they zoom zooming. into the bullet. Yeah, they start zooming in, and it, it feels like the opening sequence again, but it makes you feel like, okay, they're going to have some tag, some coda at the end of this, and no, it just ends. It was like, so I just watched two minutes for nothing? Yeah, that made me mad. <laughs> that made me furious. I'm like, what are we one, watching? One thing I was really confused about, too, is how come those, like, Arno's hitchman, or henchmen, why did they kill him at the end? Because that's a family member. He's going to talk. He's going to rat on them. But is he okay? Here's what I was most confused about in the movie: Is Arno like connected? Is he some mobster, or is he just like a guy who's got these tough friends that Adam Sandler borrowed money from? I mean, Adam Sandler worked for Arno. Worked for him in what way? What do you mean? Did he? I thought he. Yeah. Was, I thought Arno was a loan shark. That's. that's I the thought vibe so I too. Got. Yeah, I thought the vibe they were I got deals. was like Arno was like runs this like gambling ring and like is involved in like all the shady stuff in New York with like. Mm -hmm. Diamonds and gambling, all that stuff, and like, I don't think Arno yeah. had anything to do with gambling. Yeah, because that was the other guy was his bookie. They they really don't do a good job explaining who Arno is and how, why I, he got money from or whatever, got money from him. I think whatever Arno was doing, he's he got he's a guy who was he's a shady businessman, and then under him, Harold M. Sandler's character got come up came up under him. So like Arno was like his not his boss, but like. You know, an elder and uh, and the undercovering in New York City. It's n they don't explain it very well. Wait, no, I, that, I, I I was confused the whole time about that's what my was. of my of my grabs of the movie. That's my main one. So they don't explain the relationship between Arno and Harold and the whole family and dynamic and everything. They don't explain that as well. Yeah, it's, that, it's, that that I do agree with. Yeah, it just felt so weird that like his his guys immediately turned on him like as soon as he was like, "You killed my brother-in-law," and they're like. They just killed him. It's like, what? I'm sure they've done stuff like this before. Why is yeah. this like the turning point for them? It just felt really weird to me. I don't know. I don't know. Exposition was really tough in this movie because they they not only didn't explain certain elements very well at all, they also over explained stuff at the beginning of the movie. I think the worst one of the things that made me most annoyed was when he first he's in his office. Adam's in his office and he gets the gem and he's unwrapping. He like he what shipped it in a fish. Something like that, mm -hmm. right? And then he's taking out the gem. I thought that was cool. The, the, that was cool. The fish. Yeah, that was cool. I actually did like that. But the guy, his employee, is talking to him. And if you listen, that's all like shitty exposition. He's like, oh, I've been working for you for this number of years. Like, <laughs> we go way back. I'm like, we're like family. I can't believe you would do this to me again. After last time? Do you remember last time when you did this thing? It's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> we don't need to know this. That pissed me off. Yeah. Like, that guy... His lines, anyways, sucked. It's like, oh, and he ripped my shirt, like last time. Like, 
You know what I mean? I know. That just goes to like, this is supposed to be a stressful movie where all this stuff's happening, but it comes at the audience's ex- expense where it's like, we can't tell what's going on or there's too much going on that it's like there's too much exposition and I don't know. It just wasn't a f- easy or fun movie to watch. Yeah. We don't need to know who ripped your shirt. We need to know who's related to who and like how that's going. Yeah. In writing, there's a phrase, show don't tell. Yeah. This movie did a lot of telling mm. and telling and telling and five people telling at once and chaos and chaos and chaos. Yeah. a really bad job at showing. Agreed. Yeah. What are you guys thoughts on Lakeith Stanfield's character? Who's that? <laughs> Y'all should see the blank stares that came across Kenny Shimsidai's <laughs> face. No, he's the, he's the he's Adam Sandler's like what, what is the guy who sells fake watches? But yeah. he he brings oh, in like yeah, KG yeah. and those guys. That guy. Yeah. He, he brings oh, yeah, in ballers yeah. for him Demonte to sell jewelry. or something like that. Was his character's name? It starts with a D. Yeah. Yeah. Damani. 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 Yeah. I think he did a good job. I I hated him as a. Like, as if I was in that movie, I would hate him. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, he did a good I, job of being hateable. Job. Yeah. He was, yeah. He was a, a good, bad character in that movie. Yeah, and he was, the way he held his, like, the way he carried his body was kind of good, too. Like, how he would turn and stuff. And mm-hmm. they, like, I think they did a good job with this costume, too. He's one of my favorite actors out there. Yeah, I, I love him. He's a, he's a great, great actor. Yeah, his acting I thought was really great, but mm-hmm. the character, I didn't quite understand exactly who he was, how he was so connected with KG yeah. and these rappers and everyone. Yeah, again, I mean, they, he's he's one of those guys that, like, he, like, he just knows it's, like, everyone and, like, he, so like, he's I, don't like, like, I don't know how to explain it. He's like living your dream life. <laughs> <laughs> he has he has a lot of connections. Yeah, but the, that that was another problem I had. Is they don't do a good job setting his character up because like when Adam Sandler first shows up to his store, his character Lakeith's character is just there, and like they have some kind of rapport, but you can't tell if he's a customer or if he's like working for him in some way. You know he's kind of peddling fake watches, but like mm-hmm. it, it took me a, like a few minutes, like a, a sec to figure out like what is this guy's role here. I what was yeah. a problem for the only problem I had with this character is I couldn't figure out his motivation. Yeah, like what like what did he want? Like what was he going after? Like, it it, it seemed you know it wasn't clear to me what he what he's after. It seemed weird too because like when KG was first in, he was trying to sell him a fake watch, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so. it was like Adam Sandler shut or Howard shut that down, and then throughout the rest of the movie, Lakeith's character was just like hostile towards him, very standoffish. And it's like, is this the first time like mm-hmm. you guys haven't agreed on something? Right. Like it it just I didn't quite get his character, but I thought he did a good job. So many of those, out. yeah. Why so many of those people are act illogically, though. That, yeah. The reason why I feel like some of the characters are acting illogical, like Kenny was saying, is because like we didn't know them prior, or we didn't have any understanding of their characters who they were. So things that seem illogical to us may be logical to them, and maybe consistent with what they do, but we don't know them. Right. So maybe that's why I felt I think, off to us. I think that was intentional, though, in that the choice was the whole movie is told from Adam Sandler's perspective. Uh, mm-hmm. So because of that, sure. we're only getting his perspective in the chaos and, and the chaoticness. Mm-hmm. So we're never really understanding anyone else's motivations. I feel like they did a good job establishing his motivations the whole time. Yeah. I always knew why yeah. and what he was doing. Uh, so the chaos around him, that made sense. I think it would have been a better movie, though, if we would have understood the other motivations. Mm-hmm. That, I, that I, I can agree with. I can get on board with that. Yeah, Adina Menzel, I liked her in the movie. I thought, I she, thought she did great. Yeah. You know, for not being Elsa. Not being Elsa, <laughs> yeah, going from Broadway to doing that. Like, has she, has she been in other movies? I, I don't remember. I, I don't her. know. Was she? Was I she, mean, she's she's been on Broadway for years. Well, yeah, she but, was in Frozen two. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, is she? This was the last week. <laughs> is she, I should have known. Is she in Enchanted? 
Yes. The, is, yes. Is she the girl? The black, the black short. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, she is. Interesting. She didn't sing in this movie. She didn't. <laughs> Maybe two-thirds of the way through the movie, because she was kind of bothering me a little bit early on, like... Because I kind of wanted Adam Sandler to, I don't know, fix things. And eventually I was like, she's doing exactly the right thing mm-hmm. here. She shouldn't be with this dude at all. She's got to get out. Can we talk about KG for a bit? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the heck? I hope NBA players don't actually think, like, these gems can give them magical powers <laughs> like he did. That was such a stupid, I don't know. I heard a some, stupid point to me. Like, I've heard crazier stories about athletes and, like, being superstitious and stuff. Really? Like th- that that part did not shock me at all. That was so silly to me. I mean, maybe, I'm, maybe, I'm, yeah, maybe that is how it is, but I thought that was such a silly, stupid point that he was trying to make the whole movie, that, that he needed this gem to help him play better into his 30s. I don't know. I bought yeah. it. I bought that, honestly. Like, I thought, I, I bought it. It made sense to me that KG would have that superstition. I mean, there was yeah. the whole, like, yeah. Mother Africa connection. and that doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, that, I, I the, guess. It just felt like such a weird jump to me that we had to, like, make as viewers... <laughs> That cut, that cut, it was halftime. That, that was the one part that I thought was stupid. When oh he was, gosh. like, rubbing it and, like, staring at it, I was no. like, oh, come on. What bothered me about that scene was Doc Rivers' voice. That was playing Doc Rivers. It was That's, Doc Rivers. What? I, I know. It didn't, it sounded like an impression of Doc Rivers. That's what I thought, too. That I did not sound like Doc Rivers it, to me. It, it, it was Doc Rivers. What? Did, it, did you look that up? Is yeah, it I actually, did. Oh, my yeah, gosh. I mean, at least on IMDb, it is. Was it a recording? What, did they come into the studio? Like, what do you, What was it? I have no idea. I didn't do that much research. That was actually Doc Rivers? Yeah. It, you know what it sounded like to me? It sounded like Jamie Foxx's yes, impression yes, of Doc yes, Rivers. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's exactly what it sounded like. Yes. Did it, it, it sounded like, yeah, like Jimmy Fox doing an impression of Doc. It's not on Blake. It's not on Blake. It's not on Blake. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. good. Oh, man. Yeah, that uh, shot killed me, man. He's like crouched in the corner of the locker room, was rubbing, rubbing that his was, That was a little bit too on the nose. I will admit that. That was very goofy. Yeah. Also, okay, who bets on the opening tip in a parlay? Wild. You have to be a maniac. <laughs> I think that's the whole point of his character, though. He is a man. That, that part was really funny. <laughs> if we didn't get that, we would have been screwed. <laughs> Dude, that when uh, Julia's in the casino or whatever it is, and she's she's hoping that they get all, whatever, 26 bets, and that old guy is hitting on her <laughs> the whole time he's there. Yeah, that was a funny what part, a yeah. cr- <laughs> Dude. And then she comes up to his room to like to escape the bad guys or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like <laughs> I leaned to you I was like, he just exploded in his bed. <laughs> like as soon as he opened the door, like ah! <laughs> 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 No Xavier Road situation going on. <laughs> yeah, man. Too soon. Too soon. Oh man, too yeah. soon. Kenny has, Don't a, get me Kenny started. has a theory that Xavier Rhodes on the Vikings can't get it up. No, he definitely is ED for sure. I don't understand this, what this theory comes from. Dude, he underperforms in games. When he messes up, he blames other people. If he couldn't get it up, he would blame the girl or the booze or something else. He would never take responsibility. And he has this weird stressed out vibe. Oh, right. He definitely can't he, get he it up. He definitely plays okay. like it. I'll give you that. Yeah, thank we, you. We, now you have our first official block on Instagram from Xavier Rhodes. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Xavier, if you're listening, Dude, if I, he I can't block a pass. I don't care. <laughs> I don't think Xavier oh, is going to hear this. All right. It's all good, man. Okay. All right. Well, can I say one more thing about Uncut Gems? What, when, so when he brings the opal, which he legitimately seemed to think was worth 
millions and millions of dollars. When he brings it to that auction and they're like, oh, it's worth maybe like $100,000. Why didn't he just immediately take it out of that auction and just either give it to Arno or or pawn it off somewhere? Why, why didn't he? Well, the reason why they... Well, he didn't get his own appraisal because he got the gem back late. So why didn't he... But why didn't he immediately snatch it from the auction if he really did think it was worth millions of dollars? This is money now. Yeah, he needed, he needed to pay Arno right away. I guess, but why couldn't he just And also those him two gem? random Jewish dudes that we have no idea who they were that kept popping up in the movie for no reason. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I guess that's as good a reason as any. Yeah, I think it was time. Yeah. I just it, thought he could have given him the gem and <laughs> called it good, and I don't know. That was so stressful Maybe when he has his, his relative bet for... Or counter bet... Kevin Garnett, and then it ends up that he has to be the one who buys it. That was very, very stressful. You knew where it was going the whole time. At least I did. Yeah, I was there, hoping. There was no other was way that Uncle Lou? Uncle Lou from Seinfeld. Was it? I think it was. Whoa. Isn't he dead? Is he dead? It looked just like him to I me. I think he's dead. I'll look it up right now. It did look just like him though. I'm not sure, man. I'm pretty sure that actor died. Uncle, how do you spell Luke or Lou? L O U, I think. Hold That's his name, right? Uncle Lou. Uncle Lou is a... In Seinfeld? Yeah. Hold on. Or Leo. Uncle Leo. Uncle Leo. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Xavier, I don't think you have ED, but I do think you played like trash all season. Yeah. I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm being jovial. I, I can't speak to your penis health. <laughs> <laughs> now he died 2011. Len Lesh. He's also in Ghostbusters. Rest in peace, man. All right, I think we've covered now, a lot of why we don't like the movie. Mm. Basil, why did you like the movie? What, like, it was what, fun. What were the couple things you liked about it? What do you think it did really well? Um, they talked about Ethiopia a lot. That's the half reason <laughs> I loved it. I like that too. They, um, I just like how they tied like the Jewish themes of like Ethiopian Jews and like what they were about, and then they tied to like they had like scenes of like Passover with like Howard's family. And like they were reading through like the the plagues and stuff, and they're talking about that. You gotta see them do like the you know true traditions, like the yarmulkes. The kids are playing this game, and they're like searching for something like Torah, and they tied those themes together. That, that was really cool. You can see like, the internal struggle in Howard's character, where like there is a part of him that does want to be like a good person, an honest person, someone who's a stand up person, but there's also the side of him who. Is money hungry? Who wants you know to be in lust yeah. with you know his girlfriend Julia? But at the same time, he wants to you know he's there's that scene in the in the kitchen where he's talking to his daughters. You know he wants to like connect with her. Like he liked watching her in the play and stuff. So there is this balance and the struggle between. Um, I want to be a good family man. I want to do honest business, but I still I want this money. I want to fuck this girl. You know, there's just there's this yeah back and forth and. I think they could have a better job of showing that more throughout the movie. If like there's only a thirty minute period where they showed that, but I love that part of that. Yeah, I mean, like what Misky was saying, they do a great job setting up Adam Sandler's character and showing his his inner struggle and his motivations and everything. I just didn't feel like they did the same for the rest of the movie or for the rest of the characters, and I just had a hard time following it just with the cinematography and how it was shot. And and that's fair. I also thought I didn't think KG did a bad job playing himself. Like I feel like I, that, I was impressed by KG. I'm, I'm probably being nitpicky with my issues with KG. I just thought he I was thought a KG did fine. <laughs> he was strange. I liked him. I think he did a good job. I'm not gonna say he did an amazing job and he deserves an Oscar, but like he did a good job. Yeah. The weekend small role, but he played himself, and I it was 100 percent believable. Mm-hmm. You know every part he did. 
Um, I thought the whole club scene was actually really well done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, okay. 2012, the weekends visiting New York City. I feel like it's exactly what the environment would have been like, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Lakeith Stanfield, I did a great job. Anita Menzel, great job. Um, anytime there's good acting, it's hard for me to not like a movie. doesn't matter if it's bad writing or bad effects or bad cinematography. If the acting is actually good, I'll be on board, you know? It's yeah, okay. it's harder. It's easier for me to like a movie with good acting and bad everything else than a movie that has good writing, good directing, but bad acting. Does that make sense? That's fair. Yeah, that, so. that's how I personally feel. Yeah, I thought the extended family dynamics were really interesting when they were at that big that Jewish dinner. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for and sure. And what I found most interesting was how Howard fit in well with the family and Arno didn't. Mm. And it seemed like there was like a yeah, tinge yeah, yeah, of yeah, jealousy yeah. going on there. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I definitely see that. I hadn't thought about that. Because you, you noticed that like Howard was like almost like talking back and like putting down Arno. In the midst of their family, but when it's like out in public, it's a totally different like role reversal. You know, it that's definitely an interesting dynamic. Yeah, and yeah. it was cool that it was with their father-in-law. Like it wasn't like Adam Sandler's direct family. You know, mm-hmm. like just showing how he had integrated and how Arno hadn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. they were they were both the in-laws. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it was it was the, they married sisters, so they were oh, both right. the in-laws. Yep. Yeah. So it was cool. They were on an equal power dynamic there, and yet. <laughs> Howard in that situation had more power. He had the favor of the father-in-law yeah. rather than Arnold did. In that moment, I'm rooting for him. I really want him to fix things and yeah, turn yeah. his life around. Well, that's when he is trying to fix things. And like yeah. that's like I said, it, it was slow. That's when the movie wasn't chaotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love, and I was actually rooting for him to, for him to get back together with his wife and to forget about the girlfriend. So, so you could have her? There's there's that part. Sure. Um, but no, I, I, I was genuinely like rooting for it, and it was kind of like, oh, it sucks when you know she rejects him again. But I also, and this is a thing that I know our friend Dave absolutely loves, is like uh, the fall of a man story. Yes. And, and that. this, is, this is what it was. It was yeah. a fall of a man story. Mm-hmm. You know, he was going through struggles. Then he made a push to like really change things and make things for the better. And then things start falling apart again. And then he just goes to the full, mm-hmm. the full dark, the mm-hmm. dark side, if you will. If I do say so myself, I feel like my life out of four of us is probably the most chaotic. And the yes, most, yes, like, yes, I think that's true. Like crazy. <laughs> Shout so out Gus. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I feel like in... Not like on like I totally relate to him, but like on some level, like I do relate to Howard's character a little bit, mm-hmm. and like the craziness of life and you know all that stuff. Right. So I don't know. I feel like I enjoyed that part of it. It didn't like throw me off. I mean, clearly it wasn't a highlight for you guys. The camera work and the crazy over talking and the constant phone calls. But mm-hmm. would you, Basil, Would you say you thrive in a chaotic environment? Yeah. Yeah, because I think that I think Howard does too. Mm. Yeah. Whereas I, I don't know. I would say I, and maybe you guys as well. I don't thrive in a chaotic environment. No. So just I couldn't relate to that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Mm. I'd be in college. I was a two sport athlete. I was a science major. I was in choir. I had two part time jobs, and I was still you know hanging out with friends on the weekends. And now I have four. Still had time to binge shows. <laughs> yeah. So that time I binge shows. Right now, you know, I. I have four jobs. I work throughout the week. I work out every day. I still have a social life. Go to church three times a week. Go to Babside twice a week. Do this podcast. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I guess I, I do, in a way, thrive off a uh, crazy schedule and, you know, chaos. Yeah. In a way. I would call you a hustler. You know, you've got a lot of stuff on your plate. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so I guess in that way to relate to Howard and I kind of, in a way, I empathize with him because he was, because like, I don't think Howard's a bad person. I just think that he wasn't sure what he wanted in life and, you know, his bad decisions cop to him and, you know, he ended up making more bad decisions than those cop with him as well and then it's kind of snowballed Yeah, and, you know, the movie, took him down. It was just jarring to me and not in a good way. Final thoughts on the movie? What would everyone give it out of 10? Mm. I'd give it probably like a six, five or a six. I think uh, maybe a six. Yeah, I would say six. I'd give it an eight. Not great, but I liked it a lot. Walking out, I would have given it a six. I think I appreciate more what the filmmakers were going for, and I think they accomplished what they exactly what they were going for. I just didn't like it, so I'd give it a seven. Mm. That's reasonable. Fair enough. Yeah, I gave it eight, eight and a half. Yeah. So. I'd say it's worth a watch if you like a Fall of the Man type movie. But yeah. it's, just, yeah. it's just hard to watch. It is. <laughs> it's From a technical aspect. If you yeah. thrive off chaos, you might like this movie. For True. sure. All right. Next topic. What are we talking about? What are we discussing? We can either do Jesus is King or we can do Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What are we feeling? I also want to touch on 1917, okay. even though me and Miss only saw it. I mean, we could go like, like literally no spoilers, just like two minutes on it. Yeah. Do you want to do that? Give us your thoughts. Yeah. I want to hear. One of the most well done movies I've ever seen ever. Oh, it was, it was beautiful to watch. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, if you're thinking about going and seeing it, splurge, spend the extra money to see it in like IMAX or Dolby or whatever, yes, whatever the option please is. Please do. Yes. Like, you must. It's, you it's must. so worth it. Now, that being said, if you're, if you're like a little squeamish or a little like worried about like, if war movies aren't your thing, like this isn't for you as well. It's not the most brutal war movie, but it's still war movie. There's a couple scenes where it's a little, yeah. little much, but um, like no fluff. Like I can't think of any flaws really, except for the CGI that they did, which is a little. Eh. I didn't even notice that. Though, but yeah, so. you you barely notice it. But like almost no fluff, extremely well done. The main actor who. We didn't we didn't realize in the beginning he was the main actor, but the main actor. Uh, yeah, I, I I mean I thought really good. I thought everyone in the movie like acted really well. And there was a lot of big names in there that had small roles, which was shocking. Yeah, it was it was like it was flipped on head head in terms of like the acting hierarchy. It was the biggest names had the smallest roles, the smallest names had the biggest roles. Yeah, yeah, just incredible writing. Like not much dialogue, but when there was dialogue, it was like really well done. Um, yeah, if you, if you like artsy movies, like artesian movies, like this is one you have to go see for sure. Yeah. I leaned over to Beza maybe like 20, 25 minutes into the movie and I'm like, this should win every Oscar. Yes. And then I was like, wait, there's no women in the movie. Probably not going to win best supporting (laughs) actress or best actress. But the two women in the movie were great. (laughs) But then there was women a little bit later. So I was like, ah, maybe we can do it. (laughs) Yeah, no, um, Yeah. Some of the best cinematography I've ever seen in my life. Probably, the, as far as cinematography goes, probably the best movie I've ever seen. Wow. For sure. Wow. And sound mixing, too. Probably the best movie I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I, I, I got on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll I talk about it more in a different podcast, but um, 10 out of 10 recommend, for sure. Damn. I agree. Also give it a 10. Wow. Good. Also, um, I think we need to talk about this for a second. Um, how many movies did you watch sophomore year of college, Miski? This will be good. I need to. We need to bring this back a little bit. 
Okay, Just so give you a little background, Misky. We need to put this on wax. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the story. Here's the story. So I'm watching. I'm a huge Georgia college football fan, right? Like absolutely. I call myself the biggest Georgia fan who's never been to the state of Georgia. Misky wow. is a Georgia Bulldog fan and a Dallas Cowboys fan, but he's from Mequon, Wisconsin. So go Bucks, though. I'm a Bucks fan, but uh, yeah, my sports teams make no sense. But huge Georgia fan, and uh, it's November. It's the Georgia Florida game of what was this? Maybe 2000. Must have been 2014, sophomore year of college, and Georgia just gets killed. And if you're a Georgia fan, there's nothing more depressing than getting killed by Florida. That's like worst case scenario. And I'm just depressed. It's rough. I'm, I'm not having a good time. And then all the roommates are like, hey, Misky, we're all going to the Wolves game. You want to go? And I wanted to sulk in my depression. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so I decided no. Sure. Instead, instead I'm going to watch some movies to pick me up. So I watched three movies that night, including It's a Wonderful Life, which is one of my absolute favorites. We can relate to that. That's one of my top ten. Oh, one like, of my top ten. So uplifting. Lifted my spirits. Mm. Uh, so it was three movies that night, and then it was pretty much at least a movie a day the rest of the year. <sighs> so it was over 100 movies sophomore year. Wow. My only memory from that period... <laughs> Is when you started binging the Saw movies. Yeah, I watched all the Saw movies in three days. Yeah, so I would be I would be in my room. Misky would be in the living room of our apartment. I just that. screaming like no, ah! Ah! <laughs> all by himself in the dark and yeah, it was hilarious. All by himself in the dark. <laughs> it was a rough time. <laughs> so wait, how many did you actually watch? Uh, it was over 100 for sure. Like, probably 120. In a semester. Yeah, a semester and a half, probably. Could, did, it, did it start in J-term? It started in November. Well, yeah, I guess if football yeah. would still be going on. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Unbelievable. And then, um, I feel like this is a good time to, like, talk about my OCD and how I watch movies. Because... Mm. Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a friend or a family member of Beza, or you probably at least have some knowledge of him. Or you're Xavier Rhodes. Or you're Xavier or, Rhodes. He's, he's crying. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to relax. I want to say... <laughs> Listen to you, my but, but if you haven't gone and seen a movie with Beza, you got to do it once in your life. And you gotta do it and just let him do everything. You're gonna disagree with all the decisions. That's true. <laughs> Nothing's gonna make sense. But just, you, just you're an observer here. Yeah. So, um, so the my main the main theater I go to usually is AMC Rosedale, my favorite theater in the world. Um, not not the highest quality, but you know, pretty good theater. And uh, me, Jess, and Misky, and sometimes Wanda will tag along. We always go see movies Wanda, all the time in college. Wanda was another roommate of ours. Yes. And uh, I think I developed this habit when I started going to movies by myself more often when you guys were busy. Uh, and here's my thing. So I always go to the theater, preferably at nighttime. I don't like going to movies during the day. It's a weird feeling. But if it's, you know, the only time I can go see one, then I'll do it. So I usually pull up at nighttime, park my car. I walk into the theater. Now, I don't like buying my movies in, in advance. I buy my movies, like, at my tickets at the theater, Okay. Not not doing the electronic shit. I have to go up to the people. I I people. I'm a people person, right? Mm, you're Extrovert. old school. I'm old school. So I walk up. They. So I'll I'll, I'll buy a ticket. If it's good, if there's a chance to see an IMAX, I go see an IMAX. If there's a chance to see an IMAX 3D, boom, we in there. Okay. I like 3D. I don't know why people don't like 3D. It's the best way to watch a movie. It's a pure way to watch a movie. It I don't get it. It's not a pure way to watch. No, a it movie. is not a pure way. It's superior. Oh, oh, okay. 
Is it? It is a superior way of watching movies. I don't, I don't think know it about is. that, man. I, don't think, it I think the general think so. public, on like on most things, would disagree with you here, but that's fine. <laughs> this is my method. It's yeah, your method. This, this is, is your method. method. We're talking about my method of watching a movie, okay? I don't think okay? I've seen a 3D movie with you ever. That's, that's not surprising. true. I don't think I have. We definitely the have. The last 3D movie I saw was Avatar, so I don't think we have. Okay, well. We, what? You haven't seen a 3D movie since Avatar? I don't think so. What other 3D movies would I have seen? All the movies. All the movies. Me and All you of them. saw <laughs> Jurassic World in 3D. Ew. Did we? Yeah, we did. I remember, you remember that. 3D? Why? I don't know. I really don't. I, I think it was just that was the showing that was available. Yeah. But anyways, if I my if I can see in Double Cinema, that's great. But if I can see IMX 3D, that's my preferred method of watching a movie. So I get my ticket. Boom, we in there. I always say hi to the people taking my ticket. You know, they're, they're working. They're hardworking people. I like them a lot. Then, I gotta go pee. Go pee, because I'm not, I'm not living in the movie theater. I can't do that. Amen. Go pee first. Mm-hmm. Then I go and get in line. Because that's stand, all right? Mm-hmm. I'm an American, goddammit. I'm getting my popcorn. Getting my, my Coke, okay? Get my popcorn. Uh, depends on what kind of movie it is. If it's like, I'm with friends, a big blockbuster movie, I get like a big popcorn. If it's like a smaller, like indie film, I get like the small joint, okay? If I if I feel like cheating and being a bad boy, I'll get a Coke. <laughs> a bad boy? <laughs> but I'm feeling naughty. If I'm feeling naughty, I get a Coke. But I usually go with Coke Zero because I think it tastes better and I don't know. I like, I don't know. Has don't that always been Coke? Is this new? I feel like it always used to be Coke no matter what. Yeah. Well, you know, I think the past year and a half I've been going Coke Zero. But every once in a while I'll splurge and get a regular Coke. So I get my Coke Zero. I flubbed the ice about one fourth the way up. This is getting. <laughs> this is Hit a the lot. Coke Zero button. Get the Coke Zero in there. None of then, this is an exaggeration. No, no this is the, the detail. Okay. Get my popcorn right. Doesn't matter if it's bag or little those circular things, containers, whatever. I go to the, go to the butter station. I pour the butter over and like you know I do like lines like a hot dog with ketchup. Do the same thing with the butter and the popcorn. Then I have to get the edges around the popcorn mm-hmm. so like the butter like slides down to like the bottom of it. And then I'll do another couple lines on top of that. And I'll do it for like a couple minutes, do that process over and over again until like it's just like soaked with butter. I like buttery popcorn a lot. So I got my, my butter, my pop, boom. So we walk into the th- Wait, 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 what about the straw? Where you pour oh, the yeah. butter in? If I'm feeling like I want ex- extra butter, sometimes what I'll do, <laughs> I'll get an extra straw, I'll put it like if I really want to get the pop, the butter like deep in there, I put the straw in like the middle of the popcorn, and I'll pour the butter through the straw so it gets to the bottom. You're an animal. Why do you laugh? I just it feels like you see me do this. I haven't seen you do that. It feels like you're in danger. <laughs> it feels like a call for help. Don't worry, guys. He's being healthy. He's got the Coke Zero. Yeah, this would probably be on a regular Coke movie going. Yeah, that's yeah, true. yeah. This that's is like true. this is like a, like a if I'm feeling a little crazy that day. Mm. Yeah. So I'll, I'll take this straw out and I'll do a couple more lines over mm-hmm. the, the top of the popcorn. Yeah. So I go, boom, got my Coke Zero. Got my, my, uh, got my popcorn with the butter on it. We walk in the theater. Now, where am I going to sit in the theater? There's only Front. one place to sit. Listen, I don't understand why everyone likes sitting in the middle of the theater. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. Absolutely no sense. If I'm go- I can see anything like from that far of a distance. I got my laptop at home. I got my phone at home. I'm going to the theater. I want the experience. I want right in my face, all right? Your vision is going to be shot by the time you're 30. <laughs> I don't care. I still have 20. I got 20 very perfect vision this eye, 25 vision this eye. I'm good to go. Mm. So where do I sit? 
Front and center, front row. Sometimes there's an asshole sitting in my spot, front sure. and center. I don't like that. So if I have to choose on either side of them, I will go slightly to the left. If I have no, ch- if they're sitting slightly to the left too, I have to go slightly to the right. Why do you prefer slightly to the left over slightly you to the right? You know what? I don't know why. I just do. I mean, you've told me in the past it's because you got to kink the neck to the right. The right kink is better than the left kink. Yeah, I feel like mm. I can self-adjust my neck better when I slightly kick to the, to the left a little bit. I don't know why it is. I just feel more comfortable that way. Maybe it's the twenty twenty vision in the left eye or the oh, right true. eye. Boom. That's just true. figured it's it out. Vision. Just got it. He figured it out. So yeah. But you so. have better than that vision on your right side. So wouldn't you go to the right side so it evened out? Ken, these are my methods, right? <laughs> don't, <mess> my methods. <laughs> don't question them. Don't question the method. <laughs> yeah, so this is what I do when I go to the theater. Um oh, I always play the thumbs up, thumbs down game. As Misky has taught me. That's something I picked up from Misky. So I so I have to watch previews of that movie. If I'm not there for the previews, why to go to the movies at all? So I'm so so I'm watching the previews. It's like saying why watch TV if not for the commercials. Shut up, <laughs> shut up Jess. Shut up, Jess. Love those Ford ads. <laughs> so I I I always give like a scale of either thumbs up or thumbs down or anywhere in between on a preview. Uh yeah, so I always play that game before I see a movie. Yeah, so those are my methods for watching a movie. Um, for someone as chaotic as you, you have a lot of rituals. I do have a lot of rituals. It keeps them centered. Mm. <laughs> where, he, where he likes to be. I, got, I define my own like peace in the chaos, you know? Yeah. I have to have my own like thing. Yeah, but you're, yeah, like, you're very control. consistent with your lifting, and you're very consistent with things like that. You're also very consistent when you listen to albums. Like You, have, you set aside specific time for it. Yeah. You're also the kind of guy who will do something once. And then from then on, it's a tradition. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Oh my Wait, you're goodness. not coming? It's a tradition. What? We did that once, Besa. It's a tradition. That's how tradition starts. We had, we had New Year's Eve at my parents' house in high school once. And then I didn't want to do it again the next year. And Beza almost took my head off because it was a tradition that we do it at your parents' place And guess year. what? We did it for two more years after that. Yeah. It, it, he bullied his way into it again for two more years. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, that's that's a little little being to my psyche. So I want to talk about my movie going method. Uh, this Go. this isn't this doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but there was one somewhere I had like Tuesdays off. It was, I, it was one random day of the week. Uh, so what I would do is I would go to the movie theater in Brooklyn Center, which is a Top Golf now, which is just oh, a tra- that's right. which is just a travesty. Which <laughs> this was the cheapest movie theater in the area, so no one would go to it on a Tuesday for like a one o'clock showing. I don't think anyone went to it since it's Top Golf now. Well, yeah, no, no one's going to it now. <laughs> yeah. But it would be like five dollar movies, uh, and I would I would go out, I'd, I'd get myself some Chipotle beforehand, mm-hmm. sneak that in. I'd also get. I a, remember that. I'd also get Black Label Mountain Dew. I'd get all set up with basically my lunch of Chipotle and Mountain Dew in the movie theater, and no one else would be there. Like I saw movies by myself all the time that summer. It was amazing. <laughs> Underrated. I love seeing a movie by myself. It's one of mm. my great joys in life. I agree. I will say the only awkward part is when like the person comes in to clean afterwards, and you're the only person there. <laughs> yeah, that's when you're tested. Like, do I am I standing by myself in this moment? <laughs> I love it. Shout out to anyone who goes to a movie by themselves. You're having the time of your life. Know that. It's a good time. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Um, We're already at two hours. We're already at one hours and ten minutes. We're already, we've been flowing. Let's go two hours, baby. Let's go, let's go. Do you want to go two hours? Yeah. Let's roll. Do you guys have more feelings about Jesus is King or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Nope. Those are my thoughts on Jesus is King. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) 
I meant like the theater talk. Oh, I just said no. Nope. A swing and a miss there. Sorry. Guys. I, I, I can go pee. Oh yeah. Let's do it.